0: Welcome to this episode of the Managing Expectations podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Winger. Joining me for the first time is longtime listener, my sister. Can I actually use your name? Yes. I mean, I don't know. I know know how careful you are about your identity and your private (laughs) data.
1: I don't want it to get stolen.
0: Joining me is my sister, Melissa DeGraffenreid, but I call her Missy. Hey, miss. Hi.
1: hey. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I'm so excited. Why? Because I feel like this could be such a great show, like just the banter between the two of us.
0: Everybody yeah, would... that's yeah. Well, I, I usually but, you know, there's like one like one chance in 10 when you just end up sobbing uncontrollably.
1: <laughs> well, don't say the wrong thing and we oh, will be fine.
0: Oh. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, once 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 I'm given the caveat to not say the wrong thing, <laughs> I am just perfect.
1: You do you do usually do the good job of not saying the wrong thing. Uh,
0: if you ask around, you might hear different. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> let's so let's just do you have airpods or anything? No. no. Should I uh you know a lot a lot of people in in your husband's income bracket probably have them um but i guess if you no that's fine I'm, i mean i'm sure that uh the distant cavernous sound uh will will thrill our our audience
1: <laughs> well i might have i mean not air Buds, they might plug in
0: they might so... be something i got at ross for 5.99 <laughs> at the register <laughs> So
1: when we went to the uh, Shiner Run this year, October-ish, no, November, it was November, and um, we took our sweet little 22-year-old with us, 23-year-old with us, and we show up to the run, and I've got my fanny pack with my phone in it and my earbuds with the wire going from my fanny pack to the earbuds, and uh, she looked at me, and she said, oh... Bless your heart. You still have (laughs) wired earbuds.
0: (laughs) Well, some people in your 23-year-old daughter's income bracket also have gone ahead and splurged. (laughs) Yes. I I just thought it might make it, you know, look, I I don't care. You know, I I don't judge people on their...
1: uh, I mean, if you can't hear me, you can always get grim and... Who's the other one that always does it? And you guys can just record a regular episode. And then we'll just have this to look back on for our memories.
0: We'll just we'll just cut your part out and then we'll like have <laughs> Brian speak it over. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Have a dramatic reading, Brian. In place of Missy.
0: I I I'll get a sheet of tin that I can wobble back and forth to make thunder sounds.
1: It'll be great.
0: Okay, so uh let's okay, so you're my you're my you're my little sister, you're my younger sister. Uh we were talking before that you're not as you're not as tall as some of the people in the family and that petite is a height, not a size. Yes. Um Yes. Are those your podcasting glasses? I <laughs> think just changed your glasses.
1: I did, but only because those were pinching my face. And I do have a small little head also, but these glasses really are terrible about pinching my face. And so I went with the ones that are stretched out so that I can see yet not be pinched.
0: Are are they like, did you pick them up cheap like at a thrift store? Were they, they're probably like, like uh they're like those uh, glasses that like babies have to wear, like babies with helmets wear. So,
1: so people don't really understand how terrible this is because I I do have broad shoulders like the rest of the Myers family, but yet I have a tiny pea head. And yet then I have terrible, terrible eyesight. And I, like at one point I even asked my um eye doctor, hey, do you think I could do like LASIKs? And he looked at me and said, I mean, at your age and with your prescription, no, I wouldn't do it. And I said, okay, so now I have to find glasses that fit my face, which are usually like a child's size glasses, but yet they have to be able to accommodate Coke bottles inside to it's really doesn't fare well <laughs>
0: um maybe you could like look into safety goggles <laughs> or maybe help or what about like like you can get prescription uh scuba uh a scuba mask
1: that would be helpful
0: yeah because i think that'd be really adjustable yeah <laughs> so um uh we Uh, Let's see. Okay. So you're, you're different from other people in the family because you uh, are what they call physically fit. Right. At some point, did you recognize that you were a fat kid and then you decided you didn't want to be the fat kid anymore?
1: Yes. A A few points in my life. I have realized that and changed my ways.
0: And what was that? I'm sorry, if I'm having a hard time hearing you too. Oh, you are? You judged your weight?
1: No, a few times in my life, I've actually had to like stop and say, "Uh, you're getting a little plump. It's time to probably do something about that.
0: Is plump the word you use in your inner monologue?
1: No, probably not big, fatty you, you, I mean like un, un,
0: big, unlovable, fatty
1: I mean, I mean, you know, but you gotta tell it how it is, like you really gotta tell yourself this is, like this is terrible like i don't I don't look good and I don't feel good, and therefore something has to give, so. Yeah. At one time, I started running. I ran a couple marathons, then I stopped running, and then I didn't do a lot, and then I kind of just did a little weight training, and then.
0: Okay, and hey, let me hold you up because I actually think this is interesting, and it's a and it's a key difference between us, because, because I can look at myself and just hate that fat, buzzard in the uh in the mirror. And then, um, and then like Mrs. Swingers baked bars.
1: <laughs> yeah, now, it's
0: not, it's not her fault. It's me.
1: <laughs> no. So, oh, yes, you are correct. juline has every right to bake a bar, but maybe we give those bars away.
0: <laughs> hey, hang on. We got to pace ourselves. So, we'll get to you being a life coach in in a little <laughs> while, all right. Okay. Uh, you were just using your life coach voice.
1: oh sorry well
0: it, it's, are you having- it's, a, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's kind of like an overlap between Stuart Smalley and uh, Jocko Willick. <laughs> you don't know who either of those people are. I anymore.
1: know Stuart Smalley, yes,
0: oh, you do, yes.
1: Yeah. Um, Who played Stuart Smalley?
0: Uh, Al Franken.
1: Al Franken. I just saw him about a month ago at the tavern in Austin. Really? Yes. He was having some lunch. He was lunching with a, with a pal of his. And I looked over and saw and thought, okay. And then Finley looked at me and said, you know who that is? And I said, yes, but I don't know his name. And then Finlay told me you,
0: you, this is your husband. Who's like a Bobby Kennedy Democrat. Yes. Okay. Yes. We we don't, we don't talk a lot of politics on this show, but you know, Al Franken did, I mean, kind of yes. got a bad yes. deal. Yeah. I mean, that, that wasn't the, I mean, you know, you can say, well, you can never make jokes like that. That's horrible. It is a, it's an abomination and it cannot be and so from the senate you must go and then you know then they like made room for a guy who was like like some sort of like evangelical pedophile who who in like an unbelievable turn of events did not get elected um from alabama way to go alabama yeah,
1: I I've heard that Al Franken kind of got a bad deal, but I you know I I had to read up on it a little bit. I wasn't I'm not I'm not real in with current events.
0: Yeah, yeah, this happened like six years ago, but whatever.
1: <laughs> I mean, I wasn't up on it then either.
0: Okay, uh, so so like um, so like you're at ad- okay, so like the first half of your adolescence you you were heavy but then like in high school you know you what you, 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 you didn't really exercise in high school did you but you just watched what you ate
1: no i didn't even do that i didn't have to at that point in time oh, was,
0: those were the days am i right yeah,
1: yeah huh. no joke yeah I had I, you,
0: were you there the night were you there the night um it, it was i think it was right before uh, mrs winger and i went to the philippines we had dinner with dad. Were you, so were you there with us? Because I, I got that picture of you looking exactly like Joyce Carol Oates, which is pretty hilarious, and which I use as your um, your, your the picture <laughs> on your, yeah.
1: Um, also I, the picture,
0: also that adorable picture of you in the green froggy dress when you were a little girl.
1: Yeah, that was cute.
0: Y- you still like that dress, don't you? <laughs> you like that picture. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know the only picture I like from my childhood is the have you have you seen the one where he's like I was still an only child and like just just could do no wrong and mom puts me in this turtleneck and like a tweed jacket and I <laughs> and I am I am rocking the bangs <laughs> and yeah. I just got a smirk on my face that I have been told to wipe off repeatedly ever since. <laughs> Okay. So, so yeah, right. Uh, So anyway, so dad says, I lost five pounds last week. And at the time, and it was true at the time I say, well, what the, I lose five pounds if I skipped lunch. And that was true when I said it, it is, it has not been true (laughs) for 25 years. Right. Okay. So then, okay. So, uh, Okay, so let me ask you: Did you did your metabolism uh, downshift uh, noticeably when you turned thirty?
1: No, no, my I've never had a great metabolism. Like I'll tell you why. So, fat kid, and then Carrie died, and then I lost all that weight, and that was that was the point there that I lost that weight, and then I was thin up until probably right after I got married, I would say. And then it was like, I just didn't, I mean, we moved to a small town in Nebraska, you eat your feelings, and it just wasn't pretty. And I just started packing on the pounds. And so then I know I had to watch weight, and or I had to watch what I was eating, and and then I got pregnant with Connor, and um, I was working out a little bit. Got pregnant with Seamus, and you know I was a pretty good smoker, like I enjoyed a cigarette or two in my life, and uh, <laughs> and so
0: that that now see that's the side of the family I didn't take after,
1: right right. And I absolutely did
0: and and, and so, not for nothing, but I'm glad, because, insofar as self-control is not a family hallmark, yeah. I'm kind of glad I didn't have to kick that one
1: right, right. And so i i yes, yeah, so I smoked all the way through, and then with you I when you were pregnant, no, no <laughs> this is a really good story this This is a good like, oh, you're so you're so cute story <laughs> um I, You know, I'm five, two and a half and I get pregnant and the kid like comes out at nine pounds, three ounces. So there's really nowhere for this baby to be. And so I'm huge. And I'd go like walking in, strutting into the local like gas station in Bridgeport, Nebraska. And I'd buy a pack of Marlboro lights and I'd like put it in my pocket and I'd go to the baseball fields with a friend of mine who was also pregnant. But of course I always had to buy the cigarettes and we'd go and we'd have like a cigarette and then we'd like stash the pack of cigarettes in the dugout. And then we'd go back like a week later and they'd be gone. So we'd have to buy another pack of cigarettes. So I probably smoke like one, once one a week, like towards the end of my pregnancy. But in the beginning I didn't know I was pregnant. So yeah, I smoked every day. And I, I had this great old doctor, like complete old school doctor who said, look, I, I can't tell you to stop. Like he says, I, I smoke. I can't tell you to stop. I can tell you it'll stunt your baby's growth. It'll lower the birth weight. And I'm like, I did not smoke enough for that kid. Oh. <laughs> um... Yeah.
0: <laughs> because, because Seamus is a Connor, big one.
1: She, she was. Connor? She was 9'3. Yeah. Okay. No, Seamus would have been a good 10 pounds, but he was 10 days early because the same great old man doctor had scheduled a fishing trip and said, You're not going to go full term. We're going to take this kid early. And so. He took him 10 days early and he was 8, 12.
0: Seamus <laughs> she, she would have been 10. So I started, I I, I sense that <laughs> comment. So I started smoking like a chimney.
1: That's right. Like, Why hey, hey, we you? Gotta,
0: yeah, we got to, we got to trim some of this down anyway. <laughs> so I'm just like, I, I just, it's like not even a scene from Roseanne, uh, to imagine you and your girlfriend, uh, uh pregnant at this little league at the park <laughs> yeah. uh, smoking were, were either of you wearing halters
1: <laughs> no no it was winter we're bundled up in, in winter coats
0: so you just like went into seclusion to smoke a cigarette because there was no one that because nothing was going on
1: yeah i mean you would just go yeah it was like we both smoked starting our pregnancies and so, so like so, there wasn't a
0: game. It was just like no. two smoking pregnant ladies in yes. the middle of an abandoned park.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to have a cigarette where nobody would see you and judge you.
0: And well, you're making up for that now.
1: <laughs> exactly. And I also remember she had her baby, and her baby was like tiny, like Ooh. super tiny. And here I have like this big hefty kid. And uh, she went to her, like her appointment and she came back and she said, oh, the doctor said Jaden is so petite. She's just going to be so petite. And I'm just looking at my big girl like, "Mm, it's okay. It's going to be okay.
0: (laughs) At some point you, you started, uh recognizing that there were actually what you what you've called food issues
1: <laughs> yes
0: how would you describe that
1: like how i figured out
0: yeah and how would you i mean how what what were these so-called food issues that you
1: uh, i remember one one time i We were here in Lampasas even, but so like Connor thinks it's the Friday after Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday. And what would be better than everybody going shopping? And I am like, no, I am not going. And so Finley was like, I'll take you. So Finley gets the kids and they go Black Friday shopping. And I go to the store and get myself a shareable size bag of Skittles. Because nothing says what is good for me, like a shareable size bag of Skittles. And I ate the entire thing that night. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, I
0: mean. Is it okay? Okay. Is that a way of like processing um, stress? Oh, I don't know.
1: It's just like, I love Skittles a lot. And you're just.
0: What are you, Joe Dirt? Yeah, I don't don't know about that, but I sure do like Skittles.
1: Well, they're fruity. Yeah. (laughs) I really like them. Fruity and chewy? Yeah. And they're small. So you think you can have more? No, you cannot.
0: (laughs) Man they ever come out with micro skittles (laughs) or skittles minis you you were you were gonna have a lot of trouble yeah um okay okay so uh since you've been down in texas you have become uh very um uh An enthusiastic CrossFit practitioner. Is that correct? Yes. What would you call it? You exercise?
1: I I dabble in CrossFit.
0: (laughs) Okay. Do you really say, would you really say you dabble? Because it seems like you do it a lot.
1: Well, I do it a lot. But here's the thing. The funny part about it is I don't really feel like I get better. I mean, I feel like I get stronger, but I'm not a better CrossFitter than I was. I might be able to lift more weight. I might be able to go longer than I used to be able to when I first started. But, like, I still can't do a pull-up. Um, I still can't do, like, toes to bar and all the different, like, gymnastics movements. I can't.
0: Huh. Hmm. okay so okay all right uh has your uh so i have a friend it doesn't matter who it is um it was brian uh but uh i had this friend and uh his doctor told him at his age he shouldn't be doing crossfit anymore and he's i don't know mid 40s and he told him this in his early 40s. I mean, essentially, I mean, he's like some age, but like at some point doing CrossFit, you were just asking to hurt it, to, to blow out a shoulder or a knee, but you've avoided that.
1: Yes. And by the way, uh, Finley, who is 57.
0: 57, no, Okay. Well, I'm
1: 58. 49, he's 58. He'll be 59 this year because he'll be 60 next year. Well, how old are you?
0: 57.
1: Yes. So he's 58. Okay. So anyway, 58, still doing CrossFit and and one of the better athletes probably at the box, still doing CrossFit and one of the better athletes at the box. The box? Yeah, that's what you call it. It's not a gym. it's It's a box.
0: What are you drinking now?
1: Apple cider vinegar, protein, and water.
0: Wow. You're going to live a long time.
1: (laughs) Hey, my buddy, Noemi Jones, got me on that.
0: Uh, You know, I've told this before, but Mrs. Winger's family has, like, for years, like, decades, mixed up a vinegar-based drink like they drink it in the summer it's and and they call it revitalizer because of course they do they're from the midwest (laughs) and i have made fun of those people from the day i i heard this and now you can't go to a store without them selling a, a a bottle like a pint of of um Vinegar based hydration drink for like four bucks. Right. And, and, uh, you know what? If I was, if I was a smarter guy, it'd be drinking revitalizer, the pride of Burlington, Iowa. Yeah. So, um,
1: okay. But back to the, no, I have not blown out a shoulder or a knee or, but, but here's the other thing with, with the box that I go to that I attend. We have what we call the level method. And the level method goes through and they have, they attach different colors to different levels of exercises. So if you're a brown athlete, you're going to have all the pull ups, bar muscle ups, toes to bar, all the big movements. And then it scales those movements down and You're. It's like brown is at the top, and then white is at the bottom. So I do. I I mean, all of my movements are scaled, basically.
0: Okay. Okay. So uh, at 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 this juncture, let me just take a quick break, and uh, a couple of things for people to be aware of. One is uh, uh, keep in mind, uh, all in a dream comics and books in denver colorado uh uh all in a dream can be found at 3115 east colfax avenue uh in denver it's just uh just a little bit west of colorado boulevard on colfax it is the heart of downtown let me tell you what so uh check out ray's great selection of uh graphic novels and back issues. He's got Marvel, DC, Indies. So uh, check him out. Uh, You can also get more information by going to allinadream.us, allinadream.us. So all in a dream comics and books, the loading has begun. Also, as we sit here talking now, the Omicron variant is kicking tail and taking down names. A lot of places are making masking the the order of the day again, and you may feel a certain way about it. And for all I know, you know, so here's what I know. Some smart people are saying, eh, masking doesn't really help, but the CDC says, "Yeah, you should wear a mask. OK, um, if you're going to wear a mask, you should wear a double-layered mask, maybe even put a filter in them. Uh, they should fit, should fit well. And, um, you know, then you cover your nose and your mouth. And if you just wear it like a chin strap, frankly, you deserve anything you're going to get. What? You can't oh, say that. I just, oh, well, okay. All right. Well, anyway, so here's the thing. Mrs. Winger's mask, available at Mrs. mrswinger.com. Sells adjustable masks they are super comfortable. They're two ply. They've got room for a filter, and they're stylish. You you have some, don't you, Miss?
1: I do. They're very stylish.
0: Um, you were spending all your money at Ross on uh, earphones when your Walkman earphones stopped working. The 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 sty- the the spongy part finally deteriorated and you had to upgrade so you got those with the pineapple in the ears um otherwise you would buy even more mrs winger masks so yes you can check that out at mrs winger uh oh no what yeah no mrs winger masks.com okay (laughs) um okay so What's the deal with you and the socks? Okay. Okay. So back
1: in 2019, I like to call it the clot of twenty nineteen.
0: When the clot. I
1: yeah, when I ended up with the blood clot. I didn't know what it was for a couple of weeks and kind of walked around on it for a little bit and I did really I did a really good thing and I took like a a vibrating massager gun oh, yeah, like yeah, to yeah. the back of my leg. Cause I just thought I needed. it. It was like some muscle that needed a little work. Anywho, so they told me. So was
0: that super bad because you could have it could have broken loose and gone to your brain or your lungs or your heart?
1: Yeah, probably. Yes. Yes. Walking around on it for two weeks was not my best move.
0: Well, but I mean, you know, you're whatever you're you're forty five and your leg hurts and you've been exercising, of course it's a cramp. Of course you sh- should have stretched it out. I mean, how do you even know it's a it's a blood clot? Did it just keep hurting and hurting and you finally went to and a doctor?
1: This swelling is what really got to me. This I could not get the swelling down. And so they finally, like work actually said, you probably need to have that checked out. <laughs> and so I went in. <laughs> Like all right, and I remember, I remember mom saying, "Well, what if it's a clot?" And I was like, "It is not a blood clot." So I go in and yeah, I see, see my and that's why she, I always
0: I, listen to mother.
1: Yes, um, I think she is a PA. I don't know. Anyway, the the my doctor here in town. I go in and I say, "Was it is not a blood clot?" I'm like, I'm not going to get anything like that done. I just need some help with the swelling. She looks at it and she's like, all right, well, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and x-ray this just to make sure we don't have any mass growing on the bone. Like, okay, you x-ray this all you want. So she x-rays it and I go back and I sit in my room and she comes and gets me and she says, come here. And she walks me down the hall to her computer and she says, Do you see this? And she shows me an x-ray of my from my knee to my ankle. And there is just a line going down. And the line is like filled with something. And she says, That is a you have to go get fancy testing done now. I'm sending you straight to the hospital. You're getting an ultrasound and we will talk from there and i said okay and so so what's the difference between
0: got- a blood clot and the hardening of the arteries that it, you're describing it's like it's it wasn't just like it wasn't just like an impasse it was like
1: it don't. it looked like maybe it had gelled up and like was the i'm sure it was something i probably had done in the two weeks leading up to this like the massage gun or something. But it was just, and so she sent me in for an ultrasound and I and the ultrasound tech had a little had a little name tag on. I don't even remember what her name was now, but I looked at her and I said like, well, Susan, what do you think? And she says, Well, I can't really tell you my findings, but what did the doctor tell you? And I said, Well, she told me that if it was a DVT, We would. I would not leave until she and I had a conversation, and she said, "I can't allow you to leave the hospital." And I said, "Okay." Well, then of course, Finley doesn't even know I'd gone to get it checked out, so I had to like call Finley and say, "Hey, by the way, they won't let me leave the hospital. I'm sitting here with a blood clot." And uh, so, so, so from there, they put me right away on a blood thinner and sent me to um a a surgeon a vascular surgeon and then a a blood doctor
0: did you hematologist
1: hematologist
0: i don't know and they just, yeah uh, did you have to go to a bigger town
1: uh-huh. i went to doesn't matter which any, one okay
0: yeah it's just you're like jared just like you know and and, and Hey, miss, maybe maybe our listening audience would be interested in your social security number.
1: Uh, yes, bigger towns, both. Two different towns, but both bigger. And so when I got to the hematologist, I said, hey, I'm supposed to be running a 10K in a couple weeks. Do you think that's off the table? And he said, yeah, I wouldn't be running a 10K yet. And I said, okay. And he said- and then maybe it was the vascular surgeon said, whenever you exercise, get yourself some compression socks and just wear them while you exercise. And I was like, all right, I can do this. And I'd already had some because some people told me when we thought it was like muscle and like whatever, go. I got some compression socks then thinking that would help with circulation. Well, nothing was going to help with circulation when it was blocked. So,
0: okay, okay, okay. So what's the difference between a compression sock and support hose that like we associate with like old people?
1: Um, nothing. A, per, a, a compression sock just looks cooler. A compression okay. sock says she cares about what she looks like. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I think the what, support what hose... Did,
0: what did our stepdad wear the last seemingly yeah. twenty five years of his life
1: I would call that a, a compression sock slash support hose kind of thing. he needed some of these really cool compression socks
0: but instead he wore um the hose that one ex- uh, that one one uh, equates with the productions of Hamlet Right, yeah, so he he would wear these like these like olive drab hose mm-hmm. and then and then not wear pants, he would wear his cargo shorts, yes, which would sometimes bunch up, and that also uh would just contribute to uh, a a look of uh you know, like william Shakespeare, you know, and like like the the puffy pants, the puffy the puffy shorts and the hose,
1: yes. And but, so,
0: so every time we would eat out, for example, this is what he's wearing.
1: Yes. Yeah. But had he had on a cool pair of compression socks.
0: Like you wear.
1: People would be like, okay, he's like, he cares about what he looks like.
0: Okay. So you wear, do you wear compression socks every day?
1: To work out, yes.
0: To work out. So you don't wear them to work.
1: I do sometimes I, I got a pair of the no show socks, but a, a lot of times because I do care what I look like when I go to, well, actually, I can't actually say that as a fact, but cause some days I probably don't look as good as I could, but when I go to work, like instead of wearing a a sock up to my knee, I just wear a no show. And so I did get the compression I don't know that they actually what you can feel them compressing your foot you really can i don't know that it does that big of a deal they told me to wear compression socks at work because i'm on my feet a lot but
0: so so the logic of the compression sock is that the blood will go down into your foot and then boing i mean it's like it's like squeezed back up so it doesn't just
1: it's just supposed to help with the blood flow.
0: In or out? Or both?
1: Both, I would think.
0: So there's something about keeping keeping things tight.
1: Right. And they did tell me like don't sleep in it. Just while you're working out and on your feet wearing them, but don't sleep in them.
0: And what 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 happens if you sleep in them?
1: You know, I don't know. I mean, I can't actually remember what why she told me not to because I had been, because with that DVT, it was just such a pounding in my leg yeah. that I, I was trying to get relief. But she told uh, me at that point not to sleep in them.
0: So after my hip surgery, I mean, they put those socks on me. I had to mm-hmm. wear those around for the first, I don't know, week or two. Um, and I, you know, I hated them. I mean, they were just ugly white things. But, but you, okay. So what's the deal? You're, you favor a particular brand, right?
1: Yes. Pro compression.
0: Pro compression. Yes. If if somebody wanted to, okay. So are you actually? <laughs> no. I mean, is there like is there like a national contest to find a <laughs> spokesman?
1: So it started, there's there's a person at my box who's like, you know, kind of young and hip and like six feet tall and 20 pounds soaking wet. And uh, she is an ambassador. And so she actually is the one that got me like started on this particular brand.
0: What, what does it mean, Missy, to be a, a pro ambassador. compression ambassador?
1: <laughs> um, honestly, I don't, I mean, like I don't really, I, I think you're just trying to spread the word. Okay. So this gal at my box has quite a few followers on her social media accounts.
0: Like how many, how many follower on the gram? Oh, I don't
1: know, but she's, she's also got like this. I I don't know what her following is. I really don't. I can tell you mine is like 20. It's it's not, it's not huge.
0: Well, until this podcast, but we'll Well, get to that. Yeah.
1: And and they also, uh, I would expect you to rock it up to
0: 25.
1: I, I got a couple hints because so. So pro compression is actually looking for more ambassadors. So I said, well, here is my opportunity because I think as an aging female who works out, I would be a great person to be an ambassador for pro compression socks. So I like, they say, okay, so you have to like start taking pictures and tagging pro compression in it, so I have these great buddies at six a.m. that really help me with you know my with my social media. And one of them, we're on a group chat, and so one morning we're group chatting, and Marcy gets on and she says, "Missy, do you follow these people?" And I'm like, "Huh? I don't know if I do." <laughs>
0: you mean you want to follow people back who follow you
1: no no like pro compression who i'm trying to be an ambassador for do i follow them not the time i didn't apparently and um so i i righted that wrong there and then marcy said uh and make your account public so that people (laughs) can see it and i'm like she said it's on private and nobody can see this, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So.
0: Wow, that sounds like you're getting some good advice.
1: Yeah, Marcy. Yeah, Marcy's the best.
0: Um.
1: Okay, so then, uh. <laughs> um. So I started doing these tags. What I what I figured out is that if pro compression doesn't want to pick me up this go around I might go ahead and just keep trying for the next one because I don't give up easily
0: you know it's not all about it's not all about size this game is also played with heart, and you've got it in spades
1: I do and I love the socks I'm a believer in the pro compression socks
0: I am. Do you, uh, uh, you're, yeah. So, so you're not, you're not like a, you're not a, you're not, you're not not a fair weather fan either. I mean, you are staying with (laughs) pro compression.
1: I'll stay. I'll stay because the other thing is I kind of think, look, If I'm not going to make fun of myself, somebody else will make fun of me.
0: I've found that to be the case.
1: Yes. So I feel like if I can wear these really cool socks and make like some great outfits with them and show people that it's okay to be awkward, even if you're super awkward, I can make awkward awkward, then that's what I'll do and so uh, yeah I'll stick with these guys even if I'm not picked up
0: so you're okay I see I see what you're doing you're yeah. uh you're uh you're a uh an ambassador to yes. to the little guy yeah to to the every man yes yeah uh you know what Gal Godot has a particular audience. Missy de DeGraffenreid has a particular off, uh, audience.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I feel like it's my responsibility to share the word with other people my age. The non-Gadot's.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, that... have, you, have you seen the new James Bond movie? No. Okay, well, I'm just saying my new favorite actor is in there, and it's like this she's like this like little little Cuban Spanish pocket rocket, you know, who's like kicking tail, and she, she's fantastic. She's in the movie like eight minutes, but there's easily the best eight minutes of the movie, really she's yeah, she's great. I didn't like the movie overall, but you know, look, I can't get into it. Brian wants to talk about it. Oh,
1: okay sorry 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 but uh but tell me did you go to a theater to see that movie no no okay
0: uh no uh we had friends over and we rented it so it was
1: when you say you rented it streamed it okay
0: have you heard about this in your small town
1: um i have but you know we still have the old boxes at the heb that you can rent movies from
0: and I'm not, I just bought, oh, Miss. So, um, yeah, I'll talk about this with you in probably instead of Brian, but um, I I rented Earthquake, which is a movie that came out in like 77. Okay, it had Charlton Heston and Ava Gardner. It was one of like the big disaster movies. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was like, the Poseidon adventure. And then there was one called airport where like, okay. So like, I mean, I mean, all of a sudden in like the late sixties into the seventies, Hollywood figured out that, you know, people would pay big money for like a big spectacle of death and destruction. So, so they do earthquake and it's about the big one hitting Los Angeles. And it's like, just a look into the, into the private lives of a handful of people i had a friend once who he would say that you knew a movie was going to be like grade b cheese if if on the advertisement in the newspaper it like had like the little box the little pay, uh pictures of everybody who's in it right so like charlton eston ava gardner lauren Green. George Kennedy because George Kennedy was in all of them. <laughs> he was uh you know you're so unhip you don't know any movies but like he was uh Paul <laughs> no. Newman he was Paul Newman's buddy in uh Cool Hand Luke. Oh, okay. You know him? Yeah. Okay, and he was like a character actor who was in like a thousand things. Okay. Including Earthquake. <laughs> And uh, let's see, uh, a breakout role for Victoria Principal.
1: Uh, of Dallas?
0: Who? But this was before Dallas. Okay. Turns out she was a, a fetching lass even before Dallas.
1: Hard to believe.
0: So saying. I don't, You know what? I I don't know when Dallas was on. Was it, was it on in 77? It might have been. Seems it might have like, been. Yeah, yeah. So maybe this was like her trying to hit it big on that. Yeah. In which case this maybe wasn't like, the whole thing was just total cheese. So like Lauren Green is 59 and Ava Gardner is like 51 and uh, they play father, daughter. Good. (laughs) Yeah, so it was like that. Uh, Anyway, um, in, in the 70s, Uh, I think it's probably dad took me to like Castleton square to see it in the theater. And they had a thing. It was presented in sense around, which is like, they took speakers and like turned them into the walls of the, of the theater. So that like, I don't know the woofer or whatever it is that does the deep sound. So like every time there's an earthquake and the things are shaking and all over on the, on the screen, but then you like, you know, your, your seats shake vibrating a little bit. It was kind of like a magic fingers kind of uh, effect, you know, like. Sure, yeah. Yeah, probably if somebody had a, a really bad blood clot, sense around would just aggravate the, the problem, mm-hmm. but not if they were wearing pro compression Socks.
1: Socks. Correct.
0: So, so, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you you probably need to consider, I mean, just, you know, I, I hope you don't get as, as your brother, I'd hate for you to get into some sort of compromising situation with some big shot executive at pro compression socks, trying to, <laughs> trying to, shall we say, nail this gig. <laughs>
1: gonna need to cut that part (laughs) I'm just hey so I have a question for you do you remember Land of the Lost oh sure it was kind of like a terrible show it was was terrible. terrible yet great show like I still remember being so anxious watching them with like trying to run from the dinosaurs
0: the actual dinosaurs
1: Yeah, the actual ones
0: Okay, well not. I, okay that seemed that seems somewhat credulous i'm just saying the dinosaurs as opposed to the reptile people the slea stack
1: well yeah no i i the dinosaurs i didn't even really remember the reptile people as much you don't as just, that's I, all I, mean, I can
0: think of that's all i can think of so the slea stack had like how do you even remember what
1: they're called
0: what how
1: do you even remember what they're called
0: missy it's how my brain works it's what i do in lieu of uh what's it called marketable skills
1: (laughs) oh good okay well it's good
0: so so the slea stack had like these multifaceted gem-like eyes and they're kind of rept they were reptilian and they they had like a ridge and like you know, you know, like uh, scaly skin and they had like, I don't know, like probably like three fingers or two fingers with a thumb and um, they moved so slow. that like, I don't know why the humans ever act. It's like, oh, was like, okay. And they made this sound. <sighs> okay. And then like, it's like, oh no, the sleestacks stacks are coming. Okay. Do you remember the theme song to this? I don't know marshall will and holly on a routine expedition yes 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 and the greatest earthquake is ever known something like that
1: yes yeah but those dinosaurs still make me anxious
0: they still do
1: yeah maybe i well i mean like thinking about watching it as a child But then I've also noticed the older I get and the people that, like, aren't as old as I am don't really know what this show is.
0: Okay, well, welcome to the rest of your life because (gasps) the kids don't know anything. No. Right. And, And I think that's inexcusable and perfectly excusable at the same time. All right, so what I hear all the time is, that was before I was born. And I'm like, uh, World War II was before I was born, but I've taken it upon myself to learn something about it. It turns out that the Nazis were kind of bad guys. Yes, but- Or Shakespeare (laughs) was before my time, but it turns out that guy had a pretty good way with a pen. Yeah, yeah, you might want to check him out, even True. though he's like before 1995. <laughs> I no, know.
1: I know, and and I just can't like. I think sometimes you know, obviously we grew up on like old country, like Willie and Waylon and those guys because Marcia.
0: Okay, and yet, okay, well, okay, so our our mom. Uh, got into Waylon, and I mean, she liked country because, you know, she did, uh, but she also liked some really bad pop music. Um, Bobby Goldsboro, though, uh, we have one listener who's very protective of Bobby Goldsboro's uh, reputation, uh, because, because his dad l- loved the same songs that Marcia did, and I find them inexcusable treacle
1: who is bobby goldsboro
0: well you know you'd be expected to know is before you were born
1: i'll google it
0: he he had a song called honey okay and and this is the big sticking point do you remember the song honey because she played it when we were in indiana a lot
1: oh but it's like super
0: super sentimental um and then one day when I was gone the angels came yes. and took her home. Yes. And honey, I miss you.
1: Okay, yes. Okay? Yeah.
0: You know, and I always like, I don't know, I, mean, I always pictured her like climbing up on the stairs and then like falling off and breaking her neck. So I mean, <laughs> you know, you think you got lot landed lost anxiety, Fishes. okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean I've been cooking with like you know middle class middle class tragedy since I was a little kid thanks Bobby Goldsboro so so I I think one of the things is we I, I you know I certainly think this this is true in my case but we might have had cable by the time you know you you were older but I would come home from school and watch TV and it would be reruns and it would be baby boomer mid 20th century reruns so you know i'm getting whatever um gilligan's island and you know mayberry and uh father knows best uh leave it to beaver you know and i mean that was playing like up in you know in into the 80s you know because i mean it was it was still on but then but then the the industry and and thereby the culture started splitting off and as more and more people got cable people were less dependent on on ne- uh, you know on on local stations just filling time with with um something that was a rerun which was affordable but relatively inexpensive certainly compared to prime time and they could run you know local tire shop commercials you know and grocery stores and you know like that but i mean you know the whole the whole business has gotten savvier now i mean they they really know what sort of person is watching this stuff and of course streaming makes it all all the more so right because if you if you have a streaming service with with ads because even okay so like even now if you're just watching if you're watching network television they they don't really know what you're watching if you're a nielsen household that's the uh the rating i mean the people that uh tell you yeah uh you know, the Nielsen ratings uh, yes. tell people like what's a popular show, how many people are watching it, how they're watching it and so forth. And, um, you know, the, a lot of that's just uh, taking taking you at your word and they've gotten savvier. Uh, I have friends down here and the whole family was tapped as a Nielsen household and they all had to like wear pagers and. Um, for kind of a long time it was it's like i don't know what nielsen offered them but they had it's like it was a it's a large family and it's like and the thing is the pager can say could say whether or not you're really in front of the tv at a certain time and, and so forth but anyway now with with streaming it's more like you know social media so you know hulu knows what i'm watching and they can give me more stuff like that yes um, yes. Peacock, which I only got, so Mrs. Winger can watch the Kansas city chiefs. Um, uh, uh, I don't have, I mean, I get ads in on Peacock. So based on what I watch, they're able to target the ads more, more perfectly. So, uh, all I'm saying is that people. Your age and younger weren't coming home and watching the exact same stuff. I mean, like you had a choice between the comedies or like the dramas. So, like, you know, like the Rifleman or with Chuck uh, Chuck Connors or um, what? You don't know that? No. Get out once in a while, okay? Read a book, live a little, okay? How do you not know about Chuck Connors?
1: Chuck Connors, I don't know
0: uh he made uh his his uh his debut he played like this boy toy in some um some you know romantic comedy in the mid-20th century and he was just a tall lanky good-looking guy but then he ended up playing a lot of westerns and then when, when late in life he played like a lot of psychotic old men who you know lived alone in the woods when the teenagers came by and hey mister can we borrow a can we borrow a tank again you know uh, a a can of gas hey, come on in make yourself at home i was just sharpening up my axes there's a lot of, a lot of movies like that <laughs> um so uh anyway uh so, so you had those choices. People your age and younger had more choices with cable, and of course, t- today. And a lot of this goes to the. Uh, uh, do you remember? It was like what was it, two thousand and seven, that they, um, that they, uh, digital digitized, um, the, the the, television signals. So essentially, there's nothing being pro- broadcast analog. Except, um, like some religious broadcasting and probably like independent pirate kind of stuff. So, um, can you still hear me? Yeah, okay. So, so everything's everything's digital now, and uh, you know, it's 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 why essentially you got to have cable or you got to do without the networks or you know i mean you just have to have a way because because frankly uh and i've tried but an antenna just doesn't pull it in like you like right which is yeah yeah so um so anyway literally i mean like people 30 and younger they can come home and there is no common frame of reference whatsoever i've been listening to like year in review podcasts. And they're all like, <laughs> you know, and the best album is of the years by the devil fish and they're a and they're, uh, hot record. Of, uh, it's time for mama's bath. And uh, you, you know, and, and it's like, I, I don't, I, I've never heard of these guys. I don't know what this is. I mean, so essentially the only hip people are 19 year olds and enjoy it while it lasts kids because it will not right and my and my friend brooke who for a grown man uh has more is is just just stays current and just always has some awesome recommendation like have you ever heard it have you ever heard of sturgill simpson yeah so he would be like the next generation of, of outlaw country, but he's kind of like alt rock, but then you have to be, or, or alt country. I don't know which it is. And then you got to like, be careful using the word alt because if, Oh my God, if somebody hears alt right, they're going to flip out. Cause you know, it's code for white supremacist or something. Anyway. Sturgill Simpson's like, I don't know. He's, he's probably 50, but um, you know, he's had like a lot of like, rough jobs i think he was in the army for a while and i think he drove a truck and he worked for a railroad and like in the switching yards where like you know trains would come in and uncouple and then recouple and um you know i mean he's you know it's not like he was grew up in san bernardino and then just you know took up the company business i mean he really came in yeah so um let's see uh, so, you know, so anyway, I mean, there's, there's good music out there, but I'm, I'm a little bit at a loss to find it. I, um, I started, I don't know if I told you this, uh, but, uh, Mrs. Winger and I, uh, subscribe now to the, um, Apple music family plan. So we have kind of a recurring bundle. Okay. Okay. So, uh, if you're thinking that your brother's kind of a big deal, um you're right
1: wow i mean i only subscribe to the family spotify plan
0: you do Uh uh-huh
1: well
0: it's probably just as good right
1: i mean i would i would think a a lot of it was because kind of like the kids were like hey hey it was kind of like are we all using spotify why don't we do this family plan and go that route
0: yeah, it's super cheap. Yeah. I know. I mean if I if I had um <laughs> if I if I had children and and by the way, uh, a guy that I work with helped me install Mrs. Winger's new oven. Again, again, you know, I'm you know I'm look, I I I'm not trying to I'm not trying to humble brag here, but it's true. Uh I'm trying as- to
1: blow my own whistle this afternoon. But if i were i would just mention that
0: <laughs> not trying to toot my own horn
1: it's not blow my own whistle
0: <laughs> blow my own it's whistle is kind of good too, too in case <laughs> because you know you know you got to be careful about who you say toot in front of
1: right. yeah sure uh,
0: okay so anyway um uh Anyway, he he thought I would have made a a good father I me. Mean,
1: it was really sweet of him.
0: It, it was I mean, it was I mean, it was I mean, there's there's context and color, which I will not be sharing right here and now. Um, but um, uh, but my my imaginary daughter, uh, though, though, a train wreck in many ways uh, is, is, is a great person in, in, and others. So, you know, it's how it goes. I, I've, I've collected enough damaged, young, you know, young women in my life that, that I have. What? Nothing. I just like, <laughs> like, who says
1: that I've collected enough damaged young women in my life? Like, what do you mean? I've collected. Like, say that again in different terminology.
0: Uh, I am. I, 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 they like me and I like them. Yeah, I would say yeah, we're friends.
1: We're okay. Yeah, and,
0: okay. And, and, and typically from work. Sure. And and the, and they dig my shtick, and they know not to be put off when I say something totally accurate, like they're damaged young women.
1: No no that wasn't the portion that was that I that I took oh, issue with Oh it's the
0: collecting part. I
1: collected.
0: Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. You know, like what? You know, yeah, I've got them I've got them all on cardboard with a, with a thumb with a tack through their torso. <laughs> yeah. Take it easy. Like, no. no.
1: Yeah, that's no, what you I'm just... saying. That's why I said use different terminology, Befriended. Yeah, there yeah. are pro- there are a lot of damaged young well, there are a lot of damaged old women It's just there. damaged
0: people no everybody's damaged yeah everybody's sure. damaged it's just a matter of how much sure but I think I, 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 I think that I'm like a non biological to some of them
1: sure absolutely I bet you are
0: because I don't know probably because as horrible as I am I'm not as horrible as who actually sired them
1: right exactly
0: so you know i got that going for me
1: yeah i think that's a plus
0: um so wh- oh children what, what was that what were we talking about
1: i don't know it started with waylon and willie and then it, it turned right into right, right.
0: so and bobby goldsboro right yeah so mom listened to like she, she did it. I mean, like everybody else in the world, she had uh, live from Folsom Prison. Um, sure. but she also had like Cal Smith. Do you remember Hello Country Bumpkin? How's the frost out on the pumpkin? I've seen sights, but mm-hmm. baby, or something. Glad no. to know you, Country Bumpkin. It was a, it was a big hit. Donna Fargo, you know, happiest girl in the USA.
1: Yes, Tanya um, Tucker when she was first starting, which. By the way, I when have she was a little, jailbait, <laughs> I have a little Tanya Tucker story. Uh, my buddy in town here, whose brother-in-law died, apparently the brother-in-law was was great friends with some guy who's dating Tanya Tucker, and so she was at his funeral. Were you there? That the brother- no. So I said, "Why wouldn't you tell me?" And and my buddy said, "I had to tell my girls." listen, like, don't, like, don't fangirl her. And I was like, why would you not tell me that you were going to this funeral where she was going to be? And she was like, because you really didn't need to go. <laughs> like, well, that, that's yeah. good boy. I
0: told, I had to tell my daughters, don't fangirl Tanya Tucker because <laughs> Missy's going to be there and she's going to be fangirling her enough for everybody i you you saw tanya tucker at the rainbow music hall didn't you yes
1: yes i did first concert
0: you're welcome who was
1: that okay so here's another one so uh we were i was listening to your uh episode on darkness on the edge of town yeah and you guys were talking about seeing a concert one of them was like well i went with you to this concert I remember going with you to Tunnel of Love.
0: Right, you yes, you came uh, with uh, Julene and I, and I think you brought a friend and we saw Springsteen during the Tunnel of Love uh, yes. concert, but then in like, it must've been 91 or 92, he released the, the two albums, that is Springsteen released uh, Human Touch and uh, Lucky Town, and uh he toured and uh chris galley and his wife came with julian and i
1: okay okay i don't yeah those two i don't think those were those weren't like some of his bigger hits were they
0: tunnel of love was pretty cool that was a pretty good that was a good show
1: yeah but like i don't remember lucky town and human touch
0: yeah, and uh, as I said at the time, I mean, there's there there are some good songs on there, but nothing that's going to break into like the top fifty. Of best springsteen songs. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Um, so then mom mom got into Waylon and Willie after we moved to Colorado, and she met Dale, and Dale and Sue, uh, family friends, um, mm. um, probably better family friends than our family deserved. Yes. Um, um, they, they, I mean, that was, the, I mean, that was their way of life. I mean, they went from, uh, like living um, a world war, a, a, a Vietnam veteran turned biker and biker chick life. Into kind of you know returning to their Baptist roots, and uh, you know I I, you know I remember it's funny. I see. So okay, so like so um, a few years ago when I it was probably 2013. I stopped in on Dale's shop. Sue Sue hadn't died yet. Um, Stopped in in the shop, and neither were there. And uh, I, I, I took a copy of James, J- Jim Webb's book, um, Born Fighting, which is a history of the Scots-Irish, um, most, mostly in America, you know, and just, I mean, the Scots-Irish are a prolific people and they're tough and, you know, they were a bulwark against the Indian nations. And then they, you know, spread out primarily throughout the South, but really they're everywhere. But, you know, it, it's a, it's a sort of individualism that is, um, it, you know, made America what it is today, you know, and there's like a, there's like a really, uh, there's like a long history of, or a long list of very um, impressive Scots-Irish but I mean, I think if you wanted to, you could probably make a long, I mean, particularly in America where individuals to, to some extent are allowed to flourish, you probably make a long list of, you know, everybody. Well, actually, okay. And I love the Finns, but I'm not sure that it would be a long list of Finnish Americans. For one thing, they don't have huge families. They don't, you know, set out to conquer, you know, so um and, you know, and, and so like the Germans and the Scots Irish kind of do, it's like, no, 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 we are not conquering, conquering. We are just going into business. Yeah. And we have all the money and everybody works for us. It is not conquering. No, it's just providing good jobs at livable wages. Yeah, it's fine. So anyway, um, uh, D- Dale, so I, so I took this book in and gave it to Dale and I said, I, you know, I read this and I thought of you, And, you know, I said, I said, after reading this book, I'll never look at a redneck the same way again, which is, which is kind of true, which is kind of true. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I, I think, um, circumstances, uh, in the country have because they're so divided. I mean, I think people on the extremes of both sides aren't looking especially good right now. So, um, even having Redborn fighting, which is a terrific history. Um, I, you know, I look here's my thing. Um, so, so I absolutely respect Jim Webb, I, I respect his writing, I respect his, frankly, I respect his service to the country. Um, but on the other hand, I think of William Tecumseh Sherman and I wouldn't. Th- I wouldn't think I would do things a lot differently if I'd have been in Bill- Uncle Billy's shoes. Um, I think at that point you're taking more to the south, and let me know when you've had enough.
1: <laughs> okay, what would Dale say?
0: I don't know if we. Ever, I don't know if we talked about it. I think he, he might have sent me a note thanking me for the gift.
1: But did you ever get to talk to him?
0: he may have called me and left a message and I never got him back. You know how it is. I mean, you know, you, you know how it is. You totally admire somebody, you respect them, you know, in, in in your own way, you love them and you never say so. So the only way, the only way he would know that is if he happens to like take up podcasting now or listening to podcasts (laughs) now is like, whatever, 76 year.
1: So the funny thing is, and, and truly given like the, the difference in age and you and I, and so the, so the era you grew up with, Dale, is probably a little different than when, you know, how I was growing up with Dale kind of thing. But when I was back in 17 or 18, I I called him and we went and had breakfast. Have I told you this? And like, it was the most interesting conversation I've I've had. It was, we talked about the business and like, Lauren... Had taken over Lauren, Lonnie, and Lindley. Okay. Right. Lauren is the youngest son. He had taken over the business. And, you know, Dale was kind of like, look, I mean, say what you will, but the times have changed and people are just buying Ikea furniture. Right. And they don't need them fixed. Yeah. Like, it, it just. They- it,
0: okay. And people, people outside of you and me. At this point, oh. I mean, because you're talking so specifically, yeah. Dale was had a, a furniture refinishing uh, company and he did great work and he would get like like uh, Steinways and, and like pianos. And I mean, and I worked for him for a little bit. And I mean, I'm telling you, there is a point where you're sanding some of this stuff and like one one stroke too many and you you cut through and into the, through the varnish and into the wood and you got a deal you know it's a problem so he he was very meticulous he did a he did a great mm-hmm. job but he wasn't cheap
1: Mm-mm. yes yeah. and that's what he was saying like I think he'd finally sold the building yeah and Lauren was trying to make you know it a, a go with the business but it's like yeah. It just isn't what it used to be, and he he wasn't, you know, I, I mean, he wasn't working in it at all anymore. And this was after Sue died, and he was just kind of, I mean, he was just broken over Sue. And but it was like, I, I, there was that point in time when we had kind of stopped talking to Dale and Sue, and we had lost track of them for so many years, and so to get back in touch with him and like sit and have and I breakfast, think we
0: both know what, who is behind that mom yeah
1: see and i i can't quite figure out why
0: uh that our mother's kind of weird and awkward and can't maintain friendships
1: well yes yeah, she can't she really okay. has a time
0: all right so anyway so so we yeah. yeah we hadn't talked to him for a long time well see actually i mean this has been several several years ago um i I was, I was in Littleton and we're eating at that great, uh, um, Italian sub place. I don't know if you, if you know it, it's still there. It's, it's, it's named something and I can't remember. And the guy's name was, uh, I I don't know, something legitimately authentically Italian. And, uh, anyway, I was, I was eating in there with a, with a friend of mine and Dale was at another table and, and, uh, we ended up eating together and and catching up and, and, and he was great then too. Anyway, I'm sorry. So, so
1: yeah. It was just such a cool conversation because it's like things you don't think about like furniture and, and the evolution of furniture. And the fact of the matter is we are buying Ikea and you do just throw it away. And, and I remember when Dale was, you know, traveling up to the mountains and wasn't it like Barbie Benton's something or other, he had to go work on and, I mean, just um, and you know, he told stories about that, and it was like, yeah, you just, you don't think that that, especially in the '80s, that Dale's business venture would just come to a close because furniture was just going to be crap. Well, I,
0: I mean, I think I think a lot of sole proprietorships um, have to stay on their toes. I mean, they've got they've got to be aware of changing business environment because um, not everybody's, I mean, and look, the last two years, I mean, since the lockdown, I mean, it, yeah. it is it is criminal <laughs> that the political powers are saying, okay, you're essential, you're essential, you're not essential. Yeah, and It's like, what, 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 what? You know, yeah. it's like, okay, fine. I won't get a haircut. Nobody will get a haircut. But that's not how some people feel. So right. some people then start getting, I mean, I mean, honest to, honest to goodness, there was like an underground black market economy of like personal care needs. And yes. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, anything, uh, illicit yeah. per se, but I mean a haircut or a dye job.
1: Yeah. But if you really want to get into like that lockdown and like the, the psychological effects it had on people, I'm telling you right now, Connor social distanced 10 times more than I did. And I did to a point, but I was still going to work. And then at work, you know, you kind of had to deal with whatever they threw out that day, that week, that whatever, You know, as far as are we closed? You know, can we open the door and serve them outside? Can we, you know, and all these different things that went apart with it. But even like, let's go to mom's deal at her little little apartment complex. There are four of them, well, five of them now that eat together daily, except for Saturday and Sunday. And honestly, like at her age, And with her dementia, she that routine is so important to her because she might ask me at 7 p.m. on Sunday night. Now, where am I going to breakfast? But she knows on Monday morning where to go for breakfast. And so when they locked them down, like I just think, look at the people that deteriorated mentally. It, It was not a good thing and you've still got people trying to pick themselves up that i don't know that they can
0: for sure for sure so i mean you're thinking of 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 old folks and that's and that's well
1: young folks my yeah i mean i mean i was
0: i was gonna i was gonna pivot to kids you know who apparently don't learn as well at home with comfort and distraction as they do As they do in a classroom and you know i mean look um so so something that i i i have felt bad about for years is um having such a high regard for my own self-preservation as soon as i could get out of the house i got out of the house and honestly never occurred to me that it could stink for you, too.
1: But it, but my end of the house didn't stink as much as yours did. Because you have to think about the fact that you got out in 83. And in 85 is, is truly, so there were two years there of mom being on her own as a single parent. And then in 85, Carrie died. And that's when she met B.I., and when BI came around, that was the most stability I've ever seen in my life. Sure, there was probably more stability than you ever even had.
0: But I'm—I mean, I'm—I mean, my senior year, right? So you know, late seventies, yeah. early eighties. I mean, I—I I, was—I was working, I was out with friends. So to the extent that Dad was home and drinking, mm-hmm. you couldn't get away. You didn't have a car. Sure, and but. I, but I
1: think a lot of it was hidden from me too like I didn't realize dad was drinking as much as he probably was like that was not because and I don't know if it was school I don't know if it was because he worked like I don't know but there was I didn't realize it I, I just knew the turmoil as far as like when they would fight but I didn't know much more would, and I and I kind of okay. Is like, it my
0: imagination? Am I misremembering that, or or was that essentially every day?
1: And and it could have been every day, but I think I also like kind of just decided to block out a lot of that use, like just like they weren't great days. Well, and this is we'll have to discuss this off the air too. But like I I reconnected with a friend from down you know from before I, like. Back in elementary school, who we were kind of family friends with. And it just like I, she said something to me once that made me think maybe I don't know everything that happened when families went camping together.
0: Who did our family go camping with? I don't remember us ever going camping with anybody. No,
1: I don't know. The, uh, so, Gildy's, Steve Gildy. I don't know. Lived on. They lived on Lamar Court. In the, in the,
0: uh, cul-de-sac. You, okay. It doesn't matter the name of the street. Of, sorry, Jerry. Jeez, you were so indiscreet. You're unbelievable. Well, because so they the lived next, on, the, the, on the, the next cul-de-sac over. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They were Gee right wish. at the top. Well, I gave you a last name. I'm hoping you're gonna like. Chops
0: up this All right you know, it costs Brian extra to have real editing done.
1: Uh, well
0: so okay, you're about to drop you're about to drop a mind-blowing bomb <laughs> on my personal I mean yeah okay, so if you're about <laughs> Wait. listeners, she's gone she's gone silent. She's like, she's like a submarine (laughs) under the polar ice cap. She's cut her, her camera.
1: Like all of a sudden somebody started calling me and I'm like, what is this? And it was actually a group call. I don't, it was a fantasy football call.
0: Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it turns out your, your team probably like against all odds.
1: Hey, we came in 10th this year out of twelve. So I didn't have to buy the football toppers, so I feel really good about my standing.
0: That's outstanding. Yes. Yeah. So, what sort of unspeakable perversions did our parents engage in?
1: I think it would have been our 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 dad
0: hit on the other guy's mom or the the other.
1: No, I don't think it was his mom.
0: Okay. Did it work out or no? I don't, out, I, don't
1: I don't really know for a fact how it went down. Like I, I really don't. Phrasing she said, she said something and I was kinda like, Huh. I I might not know all the details.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So so Anyway, um, <laughs> did I, did, I mean, did you, did you ever know about the Western oil party? Oil
1: party. Uh-uh.
0: Okay. So, so this was the seventies. So we're still in the Midwest. Okay. And um, so I was like a little kid. I don't know. 10 11 maybe and, and they're having a party they're throwing a party and it was like one of those parties that you would see in i don't know mad men or the ice storm more like the ice storm more exactly like the ice storm <laughs> so i'm like anyway i'm like oh yeah okay i mean wh- wh- what about this party i mean what what's you know i'm kind of like asking what's what you know what what kind of party what what, what's this party about and mom probably thinking she was being funny said it's going to be a wesson oil party i'm like what's that it's like well that's when everybody takes all their clothes off and then pours wesson oil all over themselves and like or or over each other and i'm like "What?" I'm lying. I'm dying. So you now she, of course, won't remember this. But I mean, it's very, it's very vivid to me. So here's the thing: she was just joking. It wasn't that kind of party, though. I don't know. You know. Uh, I mean, look, I was around. For I mean, like they would have those parties downstairs. That we would, you know, we'd be put to bed and stay upstairs. So you know, smoking, drinking, you know blue flirtatious language you probably probably tris were were instigated but not um consummated on at, at these parties so anyway so so i am like i mean this is working on me and i'm i'm not really comfortable with this at all i mean it's making me feel bad so i go into the kitchen and I find I find the cooking oil. So it wasn't it wasn't Wesson, but it was something. And and there's probably only like two inches in the bottom in the bottom of the in the bottle. I mean it's 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 pretty much empty. So so honestly, uh, perverts would have had to make an oil run this wasn't really gonna get it done. But I didn't think like that. All I knew is- (laughs) You
1: poured it out.
0: No, I didn't. No. (laughs) I just hid it. (laughs) Is that funny to you? I would have poured it out. I don't know. So so mom's like, I can't find the oil. She's trying to cook, right? (laughs) I can't find the oil. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, I got to tell her that I, I, I really didn't want her doing that. And so I I took the oil.
1: <laughs> What'd she say?
0: Well, I, she probably nervously chuckled and said, oh, sweetie, I would never do that. <laughs> as far as you know. And, <laughs> yeah. and and then, and then, um, <laughs> uh, and then she's like, you know, no, it's, uh, you know, I, I was, I was just joking. I wouldn't do that. And so, so usually the person who's just joking, who puts his foot in his mouth is first of all, dad, then me, but this my, mom is the clear uh, bronze medalist. So I'm sorry, Missy. Once again, you don't even you're not even in the rankings. Wait. When- <laughs> what a sad life
1: (laughs) right because I'm usually I am not I'm usually not joking I'm just the person who puts their foot in their mouth and is like oh (laughs) I we we quick story quick story before we call this a day and uh so we're at CrossFit the other day and there's this person you're at the box I'm at the box and there's a lady who's a year younger than me who has a boyfriend okay so it's me and this other lady and Finley and our coach, Jeff and Finley and Jeff are on the other side of the room. Like we're lifting and it's, it's whatever. I'm over here talking to this other gal and, uh, I, she starts walking over and I just look at her and say, why does it look like you have a hickey on your neck? And then I'm like, Oh, that just probably, she says, I don't know. I was like, uh, and I'm just sitting there like awkward as I'll get out because I just throw it out there, not thinking that somebody might like be embarrassed by this or whatever. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, well, it does. And she says, well, I don't know. Usually my, I, I think she said, or no. And I said, well, I'd go ahead and get a turtleneck if I were you. And she said, well, usually my hair's down. I said, then you should keep it down. <laughs> and I'm just like, I know. And I'm like, put my foot in my mouth. But sometimes I just don't think about the things I say. Okay, I that doesn't mouth. sound
0: like you're putting your foot in your mouth. Cause that, that suggests it was like an accident. <laughs> that sounds like you're picking a fight.
1: No, it would just like, it comes out. Like it comes out. Like
0: you said three different things, like four different things. Why does it look like you have a hickey? It really looks like you have a hickey. You should wear a turtleneck. Yeah. And then wear your hair down. That's like four times. That's like. Okay. That's like even if we give you credit for fouling one off, that is three strikes right across the plate.
1: Okay. The first time it was a little like, it was off the cuff, like oh, but then of course I see I just don't stop. I just keep going. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, never the. Okay, first of all, when you're 45, or whatever.
1: Exactly, 48. That was my thought process. Yeah, anyway.
0: I mean, uh, yeah, honestly, it's like these people. Y- yes. Do you not know what causes this? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, were you? You, yes. were, you, were you, Was was your... <laughs> health class so long ago that you don't remember?
1: Just like, would, who 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 does this? <laughs> this is all I can think.
0: Well, my guess would be women who smoke pregnant in an empty field in the winter time. <laughs> okay, because I don't, you, I mean, you know, remember after mom threw dad out and like mom started running around with those man haters?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, even even if Mom had a point, and she certainly did, in throwing him out, she just she just surrounded herself by just these.
1: They weren't even the man haters. It was like the people she was dating too. Remember the guy who like who like dumped her because he said he was like there were people parked down the street from our house watching us because he was part of like the mob or something.
0: No, but I mean, do I think that a crazy person might have been attracted to middle-aged Marcia? Yeah, yeah, you know. Okay, so I think that on that sad note, um, we're going to because of uh, because of my sister's uh, technical problems. Uh, we would just like to um, uh, thank you for listening. Oh, are you back? Nope. So, okay, are you back?
1: Yeah, I am now. Yes. Okay.
0: I was just uh, I was just signing off. Wanted to okay. do thanks thank everybody for joining us. Um, now you know that my sister is petite, has a tiny head. Uh, has quote food issues that she's, uh, beaten by, um, uh, through discipline and, uh, pro compression socks, uh, go to procompression.com, sign up for their emails and, uh, get 40% off your first order. Yeah. Also it's super easy to, uh, be in their, uh, uh, their club, and that way, the more compression socks you get, you accumulate points. And let me tell you, Missy, if I may, you would make a tremendous brand ambassador. In fact, you are, as far as far as we here at Managing Expectations, the podcast, uh, are concerned, you are the the best informal brand ambassador for pro compression socks who's not gal gadot that we know of thank you you're very welcome uh sorry to get heavy for a while there oh i i meant that in the non just wretched fatty way uh (laughs) i meant that in the uh emotionally dysfunctional way which is way better (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so thanks for uh thanks for joining us Uh, uh thank you missy uh thank you pro compression socks thank you all in dream comics and books in denver thank you mrs winger mask uh this has been the managing expectations podcast oh one more diversion digression squire said my my friend Rob Squires, your BFF, yeah. uh, the bass player for Big Head Todd and the Monsters mentioned earlier, he said the Ringo Starr says peace and love at the end of everything. So I've been saying peace and love for like the last six months. And I didn't know it was a Ringo Starr thing. I look like some Johnny come lately. Also, I don't really want to be Ringo. I'm more of a John guy. John Lennon yeah, uh, yeah, who was a guitar player and songwriter for the Beatles? For everybody who doesn't know, because they happened before you were born, there's a band called the Beatles. Anyway,
1: um, well, what did what did John say? You know, I was kind of feeling like "peace and love" is a little too. Um, I don't know what the word is, Well, like, I'm, if especially for you, like, hippie. I hate to say like liberal, but I'm feeling like.
0: Uh, it's what the Vietnamese would call hippie choi choi.
1: <laughs> then maybe you need to just be saying hippie joy joy.
0: Choi choi, get it choy right. Choy I cannot choy. believe you would disrespect the Vietnamese people's that way. They're, they... very, they're, very, they're, they're a very outstanding people. They're no. Then maybe Irish you need to be clothes.
1: saying hippie choi choi.
0: Well, no, that 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 describes the person.
1: Yeah. Oh. Well, then maybe you just need to be saying, I, I don't know. I, I'll, it'll come to me probably about 2 a.m. And, okay, I'll let you know. so
0: thank you for joining us here on The Managing Expectation. Until next time, I'm your host, Jeff Winger. Blood and judgment.